back to On the Block with Stricken Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Just three days away. You're listening to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Nate Brennan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. 402-464-5685. That's the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter him and text line. We want to hear from you. Three days. It's Honestly, it's once we got below 10, it just it's all become a blur. We're ready to go. I know Strick's ready to go. Strick will be in Ireland. We're ready to go. It's going to be a fun one. Looking forward to it. We're going to go ahead and head over to the Honda of Lincoln hotline where Evan Bland from the Omaha World Herald would join us. Uh, Evan, what do you think? Has the week been going by too slow, too fast, or does it sound about right? <laughs> well, I feel like this week is going by pretty slowly because it's <laughs> team week and, you know, it's it's time. But I, I do think the month has sort of gone fast. Like these week zero games kind of catch up quickly like you don't get that sort of uh that sort of taste of college football from a handful of teams like you are that taste and so you jump right into the thing and uh so in that sense like yeah it's it's crazy to think the games that, that count are coming here this week and that uh you know we're, we're rolling into this thing so um i don't know the bottom line is i i think we've reached the point where we need games we need something new to to assess and to see how things have come together and uh, as much talking as we can all do like ultimately it comes down to what happens on the field so yeah i'm excited about it yeah, especially if you look at, at twitter specifically i feel like the fan base is losing themselves a little bit definitely need to get game day here uh get something else to talk about all than this we a bunch of unknown uh but going into that unknown we now know who the black shirts are going to be. That's a big talking point today here on 93.7 The Ticket. What are kind of your initial thoughts as as Nebraska releases the black shirts this morning? Uh, not a ton of surprises. I mean, it, people will point to Colton Feast, and, and he has a pretty cool story as a, as a UTAN guy who has been a walk-on and earned a black shirt. Um, but, you know, when, we, when you think about how much his name has come up during fall camp, uh, it, it's probably not that much of a shock. I suppose what it does is it sort of confirms that, that he's more than just a kind of a feel-good fall camp story, but is actually going to have a significant role on this team. So I suppose that's significant. And then I think the other thing that maybe some fans missed was the uh, the interview last week that Eric Janander gave that said they weren't going to hand out black shirts to players who were new to the program until they had played in a game. So you know, it might seem a little strange on its face to see these nine black shirts without O'Shawn Mathis or Stefan Wynn or Tommy Hill, but you know, you can be pretty, pretty confident that those guys will be getting those jerseys. If not next week, then pretty quickly after that. And, and probably whoever wins that starting nickel job too, if that's Isaac Gifford or Chris Kalarvik or Javen Wright. So, you know, I, they had nine, I would expect, maybe around 13 or 14 uh, when it's all said and done. So we'll see how that shakes out. But I, I do like the fact that they, they just kind of went ahead and, and put them out there before the season started, you know, in, in the past, sometimes uh, over the years, Nebraska might use the black shirts as sort of this motivational carrot. Right. So I, I'm glad that they put it out there, that they, they awarded them based on merit from fall camp and leadership and, 
now we move forward and and see how they perform. That that's beautiful. I I, I kind of figured some of that had to do with it as well. So it's always good to get uh, an, another voice on that, Evan. Uh, Eastrick man here out in Dubrovnik, Croatia. Shout out to you. It's late over here, but it's all good. Thank you always for joining us here on the block. Listen, Game of Thrones, are you a big fan? <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I have not ever seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Okay, that's good. Well, this is it's really big out here because this is where they shoot the movie um, uh-huh. or the show. But listen, in the Big Ten, who's going to sit on the Iron Throne in the big big 10 this year based on your <laughs> your assessment and are you drinking a lot of the kool-aid that a lot of people are drinking right now based on what you're hearing coming out of camp do you see them going into the uh the oklahoma game three and oh and riding high or do you see them stumbling into the oklahoma game just kind of coming in like a wounded duck <laughs> That is colorful. I like that. Uh, you know, I, I think 3-0 and is very much on the table. I, I personally think Northwestern isn't going to be that great this year. Um, and, you know, of course, we'll see how that plays out. But um, I, I think it, just as much of a challenge will be next week as they come back and, and have to prepare for North Dakota and get their body clocks back uh, on the right track, you know, and, and they won't have the schematic advantage that they have against Northwestern this week. So I, I think next week's game is fascinating, but there's really no reason to think that Nebraska can't be three and zero for that Oklahoma game. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with their, their riding high into that. Um, as for the, the big 10 West in particular, I mean, it's just deep. Like you look, you, you just kind of can go down the list and make a case for four teams probably to, to win the West. And, you know, full transparency, I I uh, vote as part of the preseason Cleveland.com vote that they put out, the little media uh, prediction poll, and most, most of my colleagues went with Wisconsin, and I think you can make a pretty good argument for that. I was one of just a handful, though, that went uh, Minnesota. Like, I, I just feel oh, like, wow. uh, you know, the, the Gophers, they have a veteran quarterback. Their defense is strong. The way that they um, – the way that they run their offense is, is very successful late in the season, this ground and pound clock control sort of style. They have the best, uh, the best center in the conference, I think this year uh, in John Michael Schmitz. And so, you know, I just, I like the way that that group has come together, but like, again, you know, it it probably will come down to a a key turnover in in some game late uh, that involves Iowa or Wisconsin or, uh, Minnesota, I think Purdue, you can make an argument for with Aiden O'Connell. He's one of the top, probably three or four quarterbacks in the conference right now. Um, you know, and if you really want to get bullish, you can you can make a case for Nebraska too with the schedule that they have. If you if things come together with these transfers and they have sort of the season that Michigan State had last year when uh, you know they they turned heavily to the portal and those guys mm-hmm. coalesced and really flipped that record. So. It's it's really interesting, man. You know, the, there's not a lot of drama at the top. I think everybody expects Ohio State to win the conference and contend for a national championship. They might be the best team in the country, or at least one of the top two or three. Um, but that West Division uh, is is really fascinating to me. And um, again, I think you're going to see a lot of close games uh, where where it comes down to you know one possession, and and there's going to be a lot of teams in the mix. 
Evan Bland from the Omaha World Herald joining us. Evan, today uh, the the media asked Mark Whipple, has Nebraska starting quarterback Casey Thompson won over his teammates? His response, it's not politics. Saturday we'll find out, right? Uh, (laughs) We talked a lot yesterday about kind of this leash on Casey Thompson whether we like it or not, do you interpret that that's kind of the case and, and Chubba's kind of just waiting there in the wings, or do you think this is Casey's job and he has the reins of this football team? Uh, I mean, I think he's got the, the job solidified now to the point that they announced it right. more than a week out. Like, that's that's unusual for Nebraska when you think right. about, um, you know, 2018 when – they didn't name Adrian Martinez until just a few days before the game, first game, and um, just how they've kept a lot of that stuff close to the vest. You know, Casey Thompson's a different sort of guy. I mean, we all heard him at the press conference breaking down Northwestern a few days ago. That's just how he is. Like, you know, you can put the talent conversation aside, and I think he is a talented player. Nobody's going to be more prepared than Casey Thompson, in my opinion, going week to week, just with the film study that he does. He has a, a memory recall that's really very unique. Um, I think we're going to see that after games, too, where he's, he's going to be able to, if you ask him about a specific play from the game, I think he'll be able to recall it pretty well because that's just how he's wired. Um, so, you know, that, that's a different sort of personality than, than sort of maybe the rah-rah um, kind of every man's quarterback that you see a lot. And I think Chubba Purdy has maybe more of that personality the guys gravitate to generally, but I mean, ultimately kind of like it's the theme of the year, right? It's just about winning. Like if, if Casey Thompson goes out there and Nebraska wins by two touchdowns or more and everybody's feeling good, then heck yeah, he's going to win over that locker room. If they, if they struggle uh, and there's some turnovers and, and things don't look good, then, you know, that conversation will probably continue for another few weeks, but I don't see, you know, barring injury, I don't see any sort of outcome, Saturday that would that would cause them to make a move at that quarterback position and you know I think the other thing to remember too guys is uh, Casey Thompson has the experience he's got a couple years of eligibility left Chubba Purdy is essentially a freshman he's got four seasons to work with here so it's not like he he needs to play right away or he or he's gone right like he has he has time he can still be that guy for Nebraska in the future even if it's not right now and so um, yeah, I'd be surprised if there was uh, much change on that moving forward. I think the bottom line is, if you're Nebraska, you just feel good about having quality depth at the position. Evan, you mentioned winning over the locker room. Uh, w- when I say winning over the fan base, and I brought this up to uh, to a few people here at the ticket, what do you think it's going to take on Saturday for this fan base to buy in, right? And when I say buy in, I'm not saying win by 10 points. I mean for the fans to say, okay, we made the right changes. This team is going to be fine moving forward this season. Well, I think human nature would say he has to do what the previous guy didn't do well. And that's, you know, take care of the ball, especially in critical spots. Uh, Just making, making the easy throws look easy. If there's a guy that's open, hit that guy. If you need to check down, do it. If there's someone over the middle, uh, for a big game, then then check that before you, you before you dump it off. I think those are some key points. And then, you know, the other part of it too is is Nebraska needs to keep him healthy, and they didn't do a good job of that with Adrian Martinez. And that's uh, a lot of that was not Adrian's fault. That was Nebraska dialing his number, and 
um, asking him to create plays with his legs. And we saw all sorts of injuries through his career, the knee, the shoulder, the jaw. And so you just, you, you don't, you don't want to go down that road again with Casey Thompson. And I think they won't with Mark Whipple as the play caller. And so, uh, you know, you're going to see someone who's going to be in the pocket a little bit more in Thompson, but again, like just shoring up the deficiencies that the offense has had in the past, be, be clutch on third down, hit, hit the open guys. Um, if you need to scramble every now and again to pick up a third down or something like that, you know, great. Um, but just playing sound football, um, and, 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 and hitting the guys that are open. I really think it's that simple. If you can be a game manager, uh, if nothing else, and let the skill guys around you do what they do, uh, I think Nebraska and the fan base will be pretty happy. Last thing for you. Uh, again, we're with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Evan, last thing. Um, how do you think the line play will be on both sides of the ball? Um, are we hearing anything that's that's good or unusual or anything that they're concerned about as far as up front? Well, the offensive line to me still remains the big question mark for this team. What's interesting about the offensive line is that for as big of a question as it's been, the starting five and the positions that they play have not really changed in fall camp. It's still Teddy Prochaska at left tackle. You've got uh, Turner Corcoran at left guard, Trent Hickson, uh, Brock Bando, and then Bryce Benhart. And so th- those have been the five all camp. You know, Corcoran missed a couple of practices getting dinged up, but uh, that's probably encouraging that that was their vision going in. And, and so we'll see. It's, it's such an interesting line to me because you've got two guys on the interior, and Hickson and Bando, who are uh, seventh-year guys who – or I think sixth-year, I'm sorry. But they, they have been around the program for a long time. They haven't really been in this sort of a role too much. And then you have uh, a couple of former four-star guys like Corcoran and uh, Prohaska and Ben Hart who are, are still sort of finding their, their sea legs a little bit in the college game. So that side's fascinating to me. I'm, I'm curious to see if Nebraska can get the run game going. If they can, um, that's probably a good sign given how Northwestern struggled to stop the run a year ago. Um, and then, you know, on, on the defensive side, there are just some guys I think that, that need to prove themselves to Ty Robinson's sort of that lone uh, known quantity that they have, but what does Colton feast look like in extended action? How about Stefan Wynn, who was more of a rotational guy at Alabama? What does Devin drew look like uh, as you know, he was a later right Nebraska and transition from defending big 12 runs to big 10 runs. So I just think there's a lot, a lot of unknowns there. Um, you know, if, if you're talking about the range of outcomes for this season for Nebraska, and I think it's pretty wide, a lot of it, in my opinion, will come down to how they do on the lines both ways. And if those lines can come together, uh, you know, you're talking bowl game and more. And if they don't, and if you can't get the run going, you can't protect the quarterback and opponents can just run the ball on you, you know, then it's, it's probably going to be another long season. So I think Northwestern's a really interesting first test both ways to see you know what nebraska has not only for saturday but then on into the season evan we're running out of time here but i want to make sure i get your score prediction for the game saturday well my official prediction for for the world herald is going to be 38 17 i think uh there's some explosive plays nebraska has uh the athlete advantage i don't think there's any doubt you hear about the field over there in aviva stadium it's built for speed it's really short it's a soccer style um you know surface out there and i think the defense is gonna you know create some 
some havoc as well. Maybe get a turnover or two. Uh, I just think Nebraska's got too much talent, and you'll see something, you know, not to the extent that there was last year, uh, but I think it'll be a, a, a win where Nebraska pulls away in the second half. I know you're not in Ireland, but if people want to get more great content from you, I know you're going to be covering the team this weekend. Where can they go to? Yeah, our website, Omaha.com. Uh, my Twitter handle, at Evan Bland, O-W-H. Uh, my colleague, Sam McEwen's over there. We have a photographer as well. We should have, uh, you know, a lot of cool stuff from on site. Um, you know, and we'll have plenty of stuff moving forward into the season as well. A lot of features and interesting stuff coming up. So, yeah, stick with us. It should be fun. Evan, we appreciate you. Stay safe and go Big Red. Yep, thanks, guys. All right, there he goes. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Great stuff coming out of them. Uh, Definitely go check them out as you get ready for this weekend. Lots of great coverage across across Lincoln, Nebraska. Strick is warming up. He's he's, he's about to put his boxing gloves on because it's time for Strick. GBR, baby. I'm I'm drinking a Kool-Aid. As soon as I get back home, I might have to go on the board and change my – Prediction. You probably should. Hey, trust me, I've been drinking the Kool Aid this entire time. But shootout with Strick is next. 402 464 5685. That's the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. We want to hear from you. And today, our trivia is I'm not going to tell you because Strick thinks that you guys are going to use the Google machine. But make sure you go ahead and call now. $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings is on the line right here on the block. 937 the ticket. <laughs> 